0: HVAC 360 is brought to you today by ASHRAE's Future Guidelines Committee. Unless you live under a bridge, you've heard of Guideline Zero for Building Commissioning and our Net Zero Energy Design Guidelines. But today, we introduce our newest zero project, Guideline Zero-G. This guideline covers low and no-gravity design best practices. Don't think the ceiling is a good place for a thermostat? Think again. Are you factoring in solar flares into your design? You better. Learn all the ins and outs of designing in zero-g with hundreds of graphs, charts, words, and stick figure drawings. Guideline Zero-G. The future is closer than you think. Welcome back. This is episode number 99. One away from 100. Matt Nelson here, your host for HVAC 360, helping you be the best and the brightest in the field of HVAC. How do we do that? We do that by sharing lessons learned from actual field experience and by talking with industry experts. But we don't stop there. Uh, If you want to go over and jump on the Mailing list, go over to HVAC360.com and join the growing community of people just like you. So, what's up for this week? This week we're going to be talking with Pierre Lafarge, co founder of Spark Fund, uh, a company who is getting owners to think. Uh, about a new way to get projects done, uh, the subscription model. Uh, this is the first time that I've heard of this model used. Um, and I think as a professional, you really need to be aware of all the different options, uh, that your client might be able to entertain to be, to get his, uh, project done. Uh, so, uh, I think without any further ado, let's just cut to the tape and talk with Pierre. All right, today we're going to be talking with Pierre Lafarge, who is the co-founder and CEO of Spark Fund. How are you doing today, Pierre?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on the show.
0: Not a problem. Hey, uh, so uh, I found out about this Spark Fund a little bit ago. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about you know its origin story, where the idea came from, and who you are?
1: Sure. Uh, so, I was originally a consultant uh, working for a company here in DC and, and actually working for customers, helping them get access to uh, building equipment and, and systems. And what I realized was that they were having a lot of trouble uh, sorting through uh, a network of, of different vendors for different technologies, right? What they really wanted were kind of simple outcomes, light and cold air, warm air in their space. Um, and the process of, of navigating the entire landscape, particularly across technologies, was frustrating for them. Um, So I thought there might be a a solution to that and and ultimately set out to uh, build a platform that could bring them um, ultimately what we now uh, offer a subscription, a subscription to building infrastructure that moves across technologies and delivers uh, those outcomes, cold air, warm air, uh, light, um, and other other functions. Uh, We do EV charging, EV vehicles. Um, really, uh, as a service and and uh, guarantees that outcome and meaningfully reduces the cost that a customer needs uh, to to uh, pay over a term to get those outcomes compared so, to ownership.
0: So I guess uh, you know when a lot of people uh, including myself, when we, we took a take a look at uh, Spark fund as a company, um, our first reaction is to think, you know how is this different from what you're you know what they call an ESCO, an energy services company? Sure. sure. So how would how how do yeah, you so how do you compare that
1: yeah so obviously you know there is certainly at a categorical level you know energy service companies particularly the large ones through performance contracting um, you know have have done something broadly similar uh, with performance contracting you're guaranteeing the performance of an asset often around savings um, and you're doing it often for large uh, projects and and you know particularly in the municipal and federal space and you know I think that there's a, there's a separate conversation about how the vehicle that is performance contracting has changed and evolved and adapted into the, to the current market. But it's safe to say that it's primarily focused on municipal and federal customers and on very large, uh, centralized assets, you know, central plants and, and things like that. And certainly has application in other places. But what SparkFund is bringing to the market is really designed to be much more Fragmented, distributed, and working with customers with hundreds or even thousands of locations who have building infrastructure, uh, you know that really is at the scale of of uh, you know hundreds of thousands or a few million dollars per location, uh, rather than requiring that centralization. Separately, performance contracting and its other equivalents like ESA's really are focused on savings. They're what I would describe you know tools to to finance efficiency. Uh, subscription is really about accessing the outcome of infrastructure. Uh, we're not guaranteeing savings. Instead, we uh, provide a guarantee of the function of the equipment that we put in a building. So I'll, I'll leave it there, and, and if you have any questions, but I can say a little bit more.
0: Okay. Um. So I guess is this a a brand new idea, or has it been tried before, or or what?
1: So so to give you a sense of of how we arrived at subscription as a as a, a good fit, particularly for the commercial industrial sector customers to to get access to infrastructure in a new way. Uh, we really identified that customers have three key pain points uh, or categories of pain points in this category. Uh, time, the, the, again, the hassle of, of selecting multiple vendors across multiple technologies and coordinating the installations. Capital, finding the upfront uh, capital expenditure to uh, both uh, make any sort of retrofit or upgrade, but also replace assets like HVAC at its end of life. We'll talk more about that uh, later. And then also, um, Risk, right? What if they uh, don't get the best deal? What if it's the wrong system for their for their site? And uh, you know, do they have to maintain it and and provide uh, maintenance dollars and risk over time? So, with those three categories—time, capital, and risk—what we've set out to do is create one simple uh, pitch, right? That subscription for infrastructure can get you the outcomes that you want: cold air, warm air, light, with far fewer dollars over, say, a five or 10-year period than you would actually pay to own it and with a much lower amount of pain in those areas, time, capital, and risk.
0: So, it I mean, I think a lot of people have been, you know, familiar with or getting more and more familiar with a subscription model, kind of like software as a service. So this is actually kind of more of a exactly. a, a building building systems as a service.
1: Yeah, and one of the basic questions we ask customers and kind of, common sense. Why do you own your HVAC? Well, you want cold air, you want warm air, you, know, you need a boiler and chiller, but you, you don't really need to own it. Um, you need to have those outcomes. And I think a really interesting equivalent that, that's changing another category uh, is in uh, cloud computing. So Amazon Web Services, their business is actually, I think, based on almost exactly the same premise, that customers no longer want to spend the time to figure out which servers to own, right? People used to have server closets and you know their own <laughs> IT teams. Um, and they would own and take the risk of and put capital towards and take the time to figure out the best way for their company to to access uh, storage and and computing. Um, Now they access it through the cloud, and AWS uh, provides it as a subscription, as a service, um, and and they've reduced the cost significantly by by centralizing uh, all of that activity.
0: So, and I guess uh, you, you would you would think, you know, people out there can, you know, rent space and they would have like a landlord that would take care of their equipment. And basically they're kind of getting the same thing where uh, you have, I'm, I'm, I'm guaranteed power, I'm guaranteed, you know, lighting, heating, cooling. Um, but this is more for people who own their buildings, who own their systems. And this is a way to kind of get away from um, owning that portion of it. Is that right?
1: That's right. Although we actually work more and more with the landlords themselves, who, as they're building, you know, properties and, and managing them, often having to purchase those systems on their tenants' behalf. Again, in that split incentive, uh, you know, the landlord doesn't want to necessarily own the HVAC uh, on the tenants' behalf either. So we have some of our largest customers and deployments are actually managing the infrastructure for REITs and real estate groups who uh, want to provide the best infrastructure they can. That's the most Reliable, efficient, and with guaranteed function, while focusing on their core business, which is
0: building great
1: buildings. Uh, so, so we have a pretty even mix between uh, folks who own their building using subscription to access infrastructure, and uh, and folks who are leasing space.
0: Now, how would you, uh, I guess, describe? I mean, if you take me through the process from the owner's perspective, how how do they how do they start off with with uh, Spark Fund?
1: So in our conversations, uh, first of all, you know, Sparkfund is not actually another interesting piece of our our go-to-market strategy is we're not trying to be our own brand. We don't want to go directly to the customers, knock on the door and say, hey, you never heard of us, but we'd love to sell you subscription infrastructure. Uh, We don't think that customers are looking for more vendors. Again, my experience on that side of the table really showed me that that's actually the opposite of what customers want. They really want to work with their trusted energy brands. So we go alongside trusted what we call providers. So those are sometimes utilities, competitive uh, providers of power and gas, and even large energy uh, and service companies, including some HVAC. And those companies have real deep relationships with these customers in uh, their territories. And the customers are actually asking them in many cases, look, you provide me the grid as a service, right? I get a kilowatt hour or you provide me gas or, You know, you're currently selling me uh, HVAC as cash. Could you just provide this as a subscription, so I don't have to really, uh, you know, worry about it? I I don't want to. I don't want to look elsewhere for a vendor. I want to. I want to, you know, get all this stuff upgraded. Or, you know, when it meets end of life, I want to have a real strategy to to uh, continue to have cold air, but without having to spend a huge amount of money. And uh, I don't want to take the risk uh, of worrying about owning it. Right? I want you to specialize in that. So spark Fund is actually an enabling platform that trusted energy brands can use to bring subscription to infrastructure to their customers
0: so uh, I guess what are the other if obviously if i'm a i'm an energy brand that has a bunch of customers what you know what makes me select spark fund over say I, I don't know maybe pace financing or or other different um you know commodities out there
1: yeah it's a it's a really simple answer i mean in some ways. The outcome of financing is that you don't need capital up front, right? But you still have to select the vendor, the technology. And when you finance it, you still own it. It's Financing as a way to purchase technology. And the difference is subscription bundles all of that together. You use a trusted energy brand in a subscription context to tell you what the best type of system is and where the opportunity is. And, uh, you know, again, you, we own it on the customer's behalf. Um, But we provide it as a service at our risk. If the function that we're guaranteeing isn't provided, the customer pays us nothing. There's no minimum payment, um, unlike a loan or a lease.
0: Right. So you have you have the the, the guaranteed function. So I I guess when you're partnering up with these trusted energy brands, who is providing the the function or who is guaranteeing the function? I mean, obviously, uh, it, it, would it, is it, it, do they go out there and fix the equipment kind of on your behalf as part of this partnership?
1: Yeah, so one of the reasons we talk about Sparkfund as a platform, or actually even an operating system, is we take each of the pieces of this complicated market that are required to offer subscription infrastructure to customers, and that's, again, the provider who has the relationship, the vendor who knows how to select the system, do the assessment, uh, turn the wrenches, and actually install it. Uh, and also the capital providers who are willing to uh, help us own that asset on the customer's behalf. So what you're describing, who actually does the work and who takes the risk on an ongoing basis, well, those are the vendors, the current you know, HVAC, Lighting, and, and other companies that are out there doing good work in their regions today uh, or nationally, and we actually then give them an ongoing uh, annuity for that uh, work, both the, we pay them up front as a cash customer. or We become their cash customer, and uh, then pay them over time uh, for the
0: service. All right. So essentially, I guess you kind of hold the maintenance contract with that provider to maintain the equipment. Yep, that's right. Okay. So I guess uh, um, does does this vary any differently um, from you know, say, an energy services project as far as you know from from actually getting implemented?
1: Yeah, in terms of an energy services project like in an in a performance contract standpoint or like an ESA, what do you in what specific context?
0: Right. I just I, you know, I mean it, once you once you get into the, you know, hey, we're gonna provide this for you, you know, the construction looks looks the same to from the owner's standpoint. Is that right? Sure,
1: yeah, right. The terms are very different up front of, of subscription compared to a performance contract or an mm-hmm. ESA, but uh, which we've discussed. But other than that, yeah, we we essentially we act as a light kind of GC and review layer. To make sure that it's the right equipment, it's the right price, um, and uh, and then it's it's delivered on a subcontracted basis to the customer.
0: Now, as far as the um, you know working with these energy providers, obviously there's there's multiple systems that you talk about. Um, you know, uh, owning for owning on behalf of the, um, the building owner, um, where do you, I mean, as far as the negotiations between, you know, because, I mean, typically the energy service provider, they're going to have a pretty good handle on what they've typically put in. Is that going to be uh, a different recommendation than what would you have? Or is this a, a conversation that you're going to have saying, Hey, you know what? You know, We've had a bunch of these installations and you can give them uh, better advice to kind of uh, make better uh, choices for their options yeah definitely we, we really
1: work closely with our vendors, and we actually end up as we bring them onto the platform, you know essentially're trying to pick the ones that we think are the best in a given area or a given technology, and uh, we think they know what they're doing, uh, so we make sure uh, that that's you know the right vendor up front, but but once that's the vendor, then uh, uh, that's absolutely uh, their discretion of, of how to design the system and, and how to bring the best system to the customer. We don't have
0: that uh, in-house. So uh, I guess um, the, what is the, um, you know, I mean, as far as, as far as the implementation, where is it being implemented? Is it, is it, is it, is it in the U.S.? Is it, um, you know, strictly in the U.S.? Is it other, you know, in other countries? How is this going to market?
1: Yeah, we, we've done projects in 46 states, and we are now doing our first installations in Canada and Europe. Uh, with a, a major fortune 200 corporate customer of ours um, in, in those places so just just expanding into into those uh, other countries
0: so, so i guess uh what what sort of feedback are you getting from these installations
1: yeah a big a big part of uh, you know, i think the value we can bring to a customer is across technologies with a really simple technology Subscription, right? So, you know, four page contract. Every technology type is another addendum of one or two pages.
0: And so they really have a
1: simple vehicle that, that they review up front. We're actually engaging that customer not on a given project at first. We're actually just talking about subscription versus ownership and, you know, asking them again, why do you want to own your air conditioner? Um, you want cold air. And once they engage with that structure and sign the subscription, uh, then we have a really great opportunity to send out again, those partners uh, into the field to to review the opportunities that are in the buildings, to do audits, and to come back with a bunch of recommendations about, uh, you know, what sort of technologies and, and what sort of uh, opportunities there are. But from the customer standpoint, it's really just one conversation, right? They're, they can use uh, Sparkfund, and again, often on behalf of a utility or a power provider, um, you know, sort of like an offering powered by Sparkfund. They they have one a centralized way to look at all these offerings and a, and a contract they already have reviewed and understood. So it's not a lot of distinct offers, uh, which often fail just because they don't have time to review them all. Um, again, they've decided to subscribe. So the, so the installations uh, have, have gone really well. I mean, obviously, it's a, a lot of work to actually put in uh, equipment into buildings, as your listeners uh, know better, better than I do. Um, but it's, so it's always, we found plenty of the challenges of project management and installation and timing and delivery and materials <laughs> and change orders. Um, but I think that having that central point of communication and customer experience, uh, we've gotten some really positive feedback from customers about how much value that's added compared to uh, how they were doing it in the past, uh, spending their own time, capital and risk across many
0: conversations. So I, and I guess just to be clear, it's, it's, it's still, it's, they don't own the equipment, but they're still paying the energy bills. Is that correct? That's
1: right. And, and one, one other point on in terms of how the installations and rollouts going as we now are now, you know, several customers into kind of the later stages of programmatic rollouts, you know, where we've done dozens of locations. What's been really interesting to see is that SparkFund's platform and the subscription offer has allowed them in, in some cases to, you know, double, and triple, or even 10X, how fast they can move through their portfolio. Um, so previously, you know, one customer, which is a uh, really interesting uh, manager of healthcare and, and assisted living facilities in the Southeast, they have a 100 locations, uh, and they were doing about two a year previously, and just with lighting. Uh, in the last two quarters, we've done 20 locations, and are moving into a bunch of different technologies. Um, so that that acceleration, of a CFO or an energy manager's goal in this category with, again, far less time and, and no capital and a lot less risk uh, is, is a really big part of the value proposition of subscription.
0: Now, do you find that, that some of your, uh, some of the clients that, that use this platform are actually paying for the subscription uh, with energy savings?
1: We do. I mean, there are plenty of projects, uh, particularly lighting, that generate great savings. And of course, <laughs> excuse me. Of course, we, you know, can estimate and show the customer how much they think they might save. Right? Savings is a pretty simple formula, right? You know, how much does the kilowatt hour cost? How many hours are you going to use it? And uh, uh, you know, what is the nameplate difference of this machine versus the last one? Um, a little more complicated in HVAC certainly, but as as your listeners know, in heating, ventilation, air conditioning, and a broader category. Uh, particularly for, for full retrofits of the systems, you know, this is really not a savings industry and and spark funds, not an efficiency company. We are an infrastructure company. And uh, as, as again, I think you and and many of your listeners probably know, uh, a lot of these systems are reaching end of life, right? There's a lot of bailing wire and duct tape going into the HVAC in the United States. It was installed in the sixties, seventies and eighties. And a lot of it needs to be fully replaced, um, and, you know not just a, a, a you know reasonable payback VFD uh, add-on it, it's actually time to, to do the whole thing and when that sort of infrastructure challenge comes up subscription with a guaranteed function that's not related to savings is, is a really good option to get the outcome you want upgrade your infrastructure when it meets its end of life and do so for a whole lot less money over over time rather than uh, owning it yourself.
0: Now I guess there's a there's a hard th- you know when I'm when I'm thinking of this you know I'm I'm trying to think in terms of what I know ESCOs do um, you know which is kind of okay we're gonna we're gonna do a project we're gonna um, uh, take lighting like you said as a as a good payback we're gonna pair it with something that doesn't have a great payback and we'll get a kind of a medium payback but it always have that time um, you know that uh, uh, time requirement. Of um, you know say fifteen years or what what have you so a minimum payback period what what's what's sort of the I mean <laughs> you know it's it, I guess it's one thing I'm trying to trying to figure out if there's you know how the contract reads um I guess you you would if if say an owner goes hey you know what um you know, I don't like the service for whatever reason. Is it? Is, do they end up buying it back? I'm trying to trying to get, uh, you know, how does that, you know, is there, there you know, because since it's not, it's it's an ongoing thing, and you're not paying for 15 years. It's like you're paying for the life of the equipment. Um, it, you know how how that clause has to work I mean it's not like you're going to go and you know repo their HVAC system and they're going to have to in, you know sure. install a new one so how does that work for a, for a customer
1: yeah so that's a good question and, and two two points of clarification our, our contracts do have clear terms right so five seven ten years um, and the end of that term either you extend you upgrade to a new system or you cancel and if you cancel if the if there's any remaining value of the equipment, there's a clear schedule about how much it costs to purchase it. And that's not with any fees or accelerated payments. It's just the underlying depreciated value of the uh, hardware. So our contracts again, super simple, four pages, extremely transparent, and you have that certainty of in any month of that contract, if you want to purchase it, if you sell your building and need to and the owner wants to buy the equipment rather than take over the subscription, there's a clear cost there uh, that's that's kind of a very simple underlying cost of of equipment as if you'd bought it with cash up front. Oh, okay. We've not seen that happen. We've not seen that happen when customers move to subscription. uh, It's typically a a real (laughs) realization of, gosh, I was spending all this time and money worrying about owning my air conditioning when all I wanted was cold air, and now I can focus on my core business and what I actually care about uh, in meeting my
0: goals. Okay. Well, and that actually you know, solves my follow up question, which would be, you know, what happens when you get a system that, you know, is at end of life again? So it's, it's, you you've, sure. you've kind of timed, Yeah. So you've timed it the, the upgrade with the, you know, the, the cycle. Sure. So I yeah, guess we're seeing a
1: lot of, we're seeing a lot of end of life issues around HVAC in the market, right? I mean, there are just a lot of, uh, you know, customers out there, you know, they've been doing some lighting and they've been doing controls and maybe some VFDs and, and they've been seeing good savings. That's the efficiency market. But as they start to see this real looming infrastructure challenge in their buildings, they don't yet have plans on how they're going to meet that end-of-life challenge. And I think that subscription is, is again, we're really both building our own version of subscription and the broader concept uh, really fits well with, I think, the next wave of, of infrastructure end-of-life replacement, uh, particularly in
0: HVAC. in Excellent, and uh, just to, just to, I guess clarify. You know, we've, we've talked about lighting and HVAC. Um, I know another f- uh, couple pain points for owners is like windows and um, um, and roofs. Is that also something that you cover?
1: It's not because subscription uh, in our in our case, and particularly with the the way that the accounting for subscription works, really needs to be on on. Uh, active assets right they need to be controllable they need to be active and measurable and it's hard to guarantee the function of something that's passive right you can't say i've given you a new roof and i guarantee you it'll keep roofing um you know windows keep windowing uh the accounting codes just don't allow for that sort of passive uh pieces of building component to to be delivered as a subscription
0: okay well at least again
1: a a true subscription for hvac or lighting is actually counted as an operating expense deductible off of the customer's taxes it's not on their balance sheet as a loan you know there's a there's a lot of really clear benefits to a true subscription it's like paying someone to mow your lawn right if they they don't show up and mow your lawn what are you going to do if you don't pay them right um, same thing with a true subscription right if, if the hvac doesn't meet the exact nameplate standards and, and functions that are guaranteed uh you don't have to
0: pay okay and that, I guess that's simple enough that, in fact, you know, the owners get to um, narrow their focus. So they just have to worry about the, you know, the 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 roof or the windows or, or what have you instead yeah. of the entire. And
1: construction room. loans, you know, construction loans and PACE financing. There are a lot of really great products out there. You know, I mean, from the very simple, you know, construction financing and mortgages to PACE financing, which is more tailored to efficiency. There's some great products for long term kind of heavy building uh Components, But for the active energy infrastructure inside your building, uh, we think subscription is really going to echo the trend that we've seen with, with servers, IT, copiers, a bunch of other categories into that sort of outsourced ownership um, and, and subscription.
0: So uh, the um, I guess a couple just the last couple of questions when people are uh, interested, in some uh, energy services. Companies, some energy providers. Um, are those? Are you going out and selecting those, or are you soliciting those, or are they coming to you? How is that? You know, if anybody's out there listening, how how would they go about? Um, you know, getting involved with uh, Spark Fund.
1: Yeah, it's a great question, and you know, I think that uh, most of the folks that we work with as providers, again, they have relationships with customers that they think that this this infrastructure and subscription pitch would be really resonant to. Uh, so if you have customers who have real challenges with end of life uh, in their equipment and and are looking for a strategy or to develop a strategy about how they're going to tackle it, um, uh, that's something that we can really help uh, vendors with and, and to make sure that they retain those customers and, and you know, expand their ability to add value to those customers in that new challenge. Uh, so that's one way people can engage as a provider and bring those those customers the idea of subscription powered by Spark Fund. Um, and, and we do that in the brand of that provider and, uh, again, their brand powered by spark fund. And then the other way is, is as a service provider or, or vendor on the platform, if they, uh, you know, we're, we're, always looking for more support to do the kind of mounting load of projects that we have to do all around the country and, uh, and the best in class vendors who have great prices and experience rolling trucks, turning wrenches and putting, uh, you know, real equipment in,
0: in buildings. So uh, as, as far as a size range of product, projects that you deal with, um, what would that be?
1: Individual buildings uh, for us right now, if it's kind of the best way to think about it from a, you know, kind of a project standpoint, are anywhere from 100000 to uh, $10 million, um, in terms of our current like, active projects actively ongoing. So it's a pretty big mix. Um, often the smaller projects are on the lighting side. It's often the ones above a couple million dollars are on the HVAC side, or, or we do backup generation again, EV infrastructure. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's a pretty, it's a pretty broad, broad range.
0: And anybody who wanted to learn more about Spark Fund, where would where would they go?
1: Uh, they can go to www.sparkfund.com um, and uh, check us out.
0: All right. Excellent. Uh, any final words that uh, we didn't cover here, Pierre?
1: No. Thanks for having me on. And uh, again, one of the great pleasures of, of my own experience, going from a consultant on the customer side into building this sort of platform, is has actually been getting to interact with folks in the HVAC industry. Uh, this industry has been here for you know a lot of years, uh, really delivering for its customers and, and fighting a lot of uh, a lot of customer demands and. and Really making you know cold air and warm air happen. So it's an industry I have a lot of respect for and have enjoyed uh, the, the kind of relationships we've built in it to date. So uh, appreciate the work your listeners are doing and looking forward to to uh, meeting them
0: um, out in the field. <laughs> All right, thanks again to Pierre Lafarge for taking the time to chat with us. Um, check out the show notes, uh, some of the things that he mentioned during the interview. I'll list the the uh, Spark Fund website in there. Uh, those show notes can be found at hvac360.com slash 99. You know, it really is a comment on the whole uh, interview. I think it's, it's great that owners have this option um, of being able to subscribe and kind of use their operating budget to you know, provide comfort in a sense, provide lighting, provide the, the right temperature. Um, it it you know for some, it's not for everybody, but for those people uh, that really need it, uh, that really want it, they really want to get down to business and don't want to be bogged down by those uh, functional aspects of their building. Um, they just want comfort and that's it. Uh, I think it's a great solution for them, and you know, I'd be interested to uh, to talking with any of the uh, the actual uh people who who run those buildings to actually get their feedback on how it has been for them. Um so again, it's just something that uh that I've never had personally had an experience with, but it was a new idea that I think I, I definitely wanted to share with you my listening audience so that's it for this week thanks so much for listening i hope it was helpful Uh, go ahead and spread the word if you can Um, sign up for the community at hvac360.com and if you really want uh go ahead and uh, a five-star rating um and i'll give you a shout out at the show uh if you do that for me on itunes so i'd really greatly appreciate it well well that's a wrap for this episode of hvac360 i'm matt nelson helping you be the best and the brightest in the field of HVAC. And as always, know what you build and share what you know.